0: Greg here and welcome to this podcast episode in your Live a Laptop Lifestyle series. Now this episode is about answered your five most burning questions about attracting customers. And as usual, we always start with a quote. And this one is from Jeff Bezos, who was the founder of Amazon.com. And, and he still is,
1: isn't
0: he? Oh, <laughs> he, still, he still is at the helm, still in charge. And Jeff says, um, we see our customers as invited guests to a party, and we are the hosts. It's our job every day to make every important aspect of that customer experience a little bit better. And that's what we want to delve into today in this podcast, your five most burning questions about attracting customers and even more importantly, keeping them. So the first question that we're going to answer right now is...
1: Why do you want to attract customers? It's a pretty obvious question. I mean, if you if you have a business, the only thing that keeps your business running is customers. It doesn't matter what the business is. You have to have customers. It can be the smallest business in the world. Um, it can be the biggest business in the world. But every single business has customers. And why do they have customers? Well, because... Businesses are designed to make a profit, and that's that's sort of like a very high level overview of it. But a business is there for it to make profit, whether it's to the business owner or whether it's to the actual, um, just to the to the stockholders or whatever. They still have to make a profit. So you need to have customers, but you can't just get customers and sell stuff to them. It just doesn't work like that. The key thing with customers and making, or let, let's say um, potential customers and making them into actual customers. Is building a relationship with them. Um, eventually, once you've built a relationship with a customer, then you're going to make sales that way. But the the internet is changing now. It's changed a lot of things, and it used to be that you could just sell stuff to people. But now it's become much more social. Social media is everywhere, and it really means that you've got to be a lot more in touch with your customers, and you have to build a relationship with them before they'll buy stuff from you.
0: But to answer the question why you want to attract customers, you know, the answer is obvious. It's to increase your profits and it's also to help more people because you're in business or all businesses are in business to provide a solution, a solution to a problem that um, a huge number of people have. And the idea is that you want to attract customers so that you can help them, but so that you can also boost profits, because the idea is to um, have those customers buy your products or your solutions from you. Now, we talk about customers because we don't want to attract just any old customers. We want to attract um, quality, targeted people who are more likely To become, you know, to transfer from a prospective customer into a paying customer into a repeat customer. Um, And so the higher the targeting of the person, the higher the quality of the person that's suited to the solution you're providing, the more likely they are to become a repeat customer. So it's not just about attracting any old customers, it's about attracting the right people.
1: Yeah, so let's say you're selling weight loss products, you don't want a, a, a group of people that are interested in relationships, for example. You need to target the right groups of people, and there's plenty of different niches online. Um, there's there's virtually hundreds of different things you, you can target, but as long as you're reaching the actual right people when you do that, then you, you're going to be fine. So it's all very well to get customers The key thing that makes the internet so good for, um, so that you don't have to do the same thing over and over again is keeping those customers and being able to market to them over and over again. And that brings up our next question.
0: Which is, what is a list and why should you build one? But firstly, let's consider all the time and expense that you will go to to attract a customer in the first instance. Um, whether that's by way of paid advertising or by way of a word-of-mouth referral, in which case you've had to put in you know, a good effort before to get a good referral, or if it's by way of um, blogging online where you've invested an awful lot of time and effort. So you've put in all of that effort to to attract a prospective customer. But how are you going to monetize that particular effort? How are you going to make the most of that effort? How are you going to pretty much ensure that that prospective customer becomes a customer? Well the answer is that's why you need a list and a list is just a it's a, it's a, a database of emails so it's an electronic or digital if you will um, source of emails, but it's not just um, your contacts list in Gmail or Outlook or Yahoo or whatever platform you you use. Yeah, ca- it's it's a bit more complicated than that
1: yeah can you imagine if you had a list of ten thousand people in Gmail that you needed to contact you'd be sitting there sending emails, um, even just copying and pasting their email addresses into an email is going to take you you know a month of Sundays to send an email out to them. so what you need is software that's going to be able to allow you to do that automatically what it will allow you to do is to actually send emails when you want to 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 either your whole list so everybody everybody's emails that you've got or to a a, a separate part part of that list and it's the reason it's one of the key reasons why you have people on a list is so that you can market to them over and over again and we're going to talk about email marketing in another episode but that's one of the key reasons so that you can build a relationship with those people. And by building that relationship, it means they stay a customer for you uh, much, much longer.
0: So it is a, um, a database or a list of emails of targeted prospective customers and that st- they're stored online. So you control that list. That pretty much is the asset in your online business is your email database. And the reason why you want to stay in touch with people is that research shows so um, consumer oriented research shows that people need to be in touch. You need to be in touch with your marketing message, and you know with with your um, emails at least seven times. At least seven times before they trust you enough to trust your recommendation and want to buy something for you. So yes, even though with the advent of social media and um you know things called snapchat and whatsapp and and facebook messaging people still keep in touch by email maybe not the younger people who are still in school but the majority of the population still look at email even though they um you know email spam is, is through the roof and most people get too many emails to to be able to read each one but over and all, email marketing is still king, and so there that's why having a email database or a list as it's called in the um in the industry in industry jargon is best having a list of targeted prospective customers so that you can have those seven touch points with them by staying in touch so that you can get them to warm up to you and what you're up to in the world enough to be able to trust your recommendation and want to buy something from you
1: and and of course most businesses don't just have one product they have more than one product they might have a suite of products let's let's think about apple Um, they've got like a lot of different products and they start people off with a uh, let's say an ipod or something they can build all the way up to a to a macbook pro or whatever but if they had to get new customers every time to sell one of those products it would mean that that's going to put their cost of marketing, um, It's going to basically it's going to skyrocket it through the roof. So they want to retain their customers, and that's what you're doing with your list as well. You're enabling yourself to be able to market to those customers over and over again instead of having to go out and find new ones each time. You are, yes, you are going to keep generating um, prospective customers or leads uh, continuously, but those leads are gonna go through, a, through the various cycles of your list and we can talk about that later on when we talk about email marketing, but they're gonna um, go through your messages that you're gonna to send to people and you can market to them over and over again. So you don't have to go out and get a new customer every time you're actually building a relationship with your customer as, as they for whatever time they appear on your list.
0: So hopefully you understand the um, reason why you should build a list and that you agree that your list is your online business asset. Um, It is your online business. So the point to get here is that your profits are in the relationship that you build with your list. So that's what is a list and why you should build it. Now we're going to investigate how do you get people on your list in the first place?
1: Yeah, so we've talked about lists, and, and we've gone on about lists for the, for, you know, for the last five minutes, but actually, how do you get a list in the first place? How complicated is it? You know Is it something that you need to hire a team of programmers to do for you, or is it something that's a little bit easier than that? Well, the nice thing is that actually getting a list is something that's very very simple it's just a piece of it's just um it's basically it's an online service that's what we would call it um and all you need to do is sign up to the service and you can put a little bit of code on your website and then you you're able to start getting people's email addresses when they're on your website and we'll talk about that in a bit more detail the the way that you get someone to actually go on your list and by going on your list i mean adding their email to your list or joining your list is what we we prefer to say because it's nice and easy. The way that they do that is they go to your website or to a special page on your website that has a form on it that says in exchange for this free giveaway you can put your email address in and then you'll get the free giveaway. So it's kind of like an an exchange and, and that exchange between you giving them something of value and you You receiving their email address in return is called a lead magnet, so you use a lead magnet to get people onto your list or into your email database. So what is an a lead magnet
0: so it's a a valuable um source of information generally it's online so it ought to be provided digitally. So therefore, um, the format can be anything on, from a video to a text to a, um, a podcast, an audio like this, or a combination of the above. But it needs to be something that people can digest quite quickly, ideally in five minutes, and also have a quick takeaway from, you know, that they can learn one pivotal thing or implement one pivotal thing and have um, a massive takeaway so from her, it So how
1: about a 200-page ebook?
0: Um, I think that would probably be a bit overkill. I mean, yes, it is delivering a lot of value, but realistically, in you know, in the busy times that we live, everybody is busy. So digesting a two hundred page ebook is probably just a bit too much. However, um, it, it's something that is worth testing
1: and it's definitely something so if you've written a 200 page ebook just as an example that could be something that you actually sell as a product further down the line we've seen we've seen lots of people where they have a um you know a hundred hour course that they think is giving people a lot of value but when someone's faced with that daunting prospect of getting through a hundred hours of video um the only thing that's going to happen at the end of that is that they're going to be overwhelmed. So it really pays to have your lead magnet, as, as Fiona was saying, something that they can get an immediate benefit from And something that they can digest really really quickly and take action on it really quickly as well. But but
0: it also needs to address a particular problem that prospective customers are having so that there's huge benefit in them for handing over their email in order to receive your free giveaway. Now the nice thing about digital free giveaways is that when people enter their email on to, to go onto your list into your email database the actual um, digital product, the digital information is um, sent to them instantly on autopilot. Um, that's a part of your email database software that delivers the information by way of email, or you can also deliver it straight away on the very next page that people visit once they've entered their email address. So, all of that is handled automatically, digitally, without you having to do anything. And that's what we love about um, Auto Systems. Uh, uh, that the internet hasn't made available to us today
1: so just a few examples of what you could actually do so let's say you're a personal trainer so the types of things that you could give people is say a five minute um, or a video on how they can exercise in five minutes and Get in the best shape of their life. So that's something really valuable for someone like that. Just a little video, a few videos that you shoot giving them a, an exercise routine or something like that. That's just saying um, how, how much you can do in five minutes. Um, you know, because people are really busy. So it's something that they can digest really easily. They can get a huge benefit from it. And when they get that value from you, it means that they're going to look and see, well, if this is what I get from this person for free, um, I'm really interested in what they've got to offer. And so that they. You know, they're gonna go on your list just to see what else you've got to offer them.
0: Or another example, if you're offering weight loss, a weight loss service, maybe to people who are gluten intolerant, for example, maybe the free giveaway can be a whole bunch of recipes of- um, Very of, sweet
1: wheat products. Well,
0: <laughs> of, of, of tasty meals, you know, either quick snacks and tasty meals that don't have any um, wheat products in them. So everything is gluten free. Um, I know if I was gluten intolerant that would be something that I would want to see and I'd want some um, easy recipes that I could prepare myself.
1: Yeah, so you have to sort of think what's the thing, that's th- what's the thing for your target audience that's going to give them a huge benefit um, that they're going to love you for and that's going to start off building a really good relationship with them. Getting people on your list, so they put their email address into a box on one of your pages. Generally that page is... Purely designed for so that the only thing that they can do is put their email address in. You don't want them to be able to go and click on other things on your website and go and get lost or anything. You want to get their their email address first because then that's the start of the relationship with that particular lead. So it means that over time, um, and as I said, we'll go into email marketing later. Over time, you're going to be able to build up a relationship with those people by giving them more and more value. Um, also, the occasional product that you can sell them as well, and just you know, generally build up a really highly um, qualified lead. One one thing that we've found is that just getting one piece of information is better than trying to get two pieces of information when they when they opt in so or when they join your list. We say opt in as well. You could get their name as well, but people are giving you their private information, so the more private information they give you, the less likely they are to opt in, so it's better just to get an email address for starters. Um, You can always get their name at a later stage as well, but if you just get their email address for starters, it means more people are more likely to join your list.
0: So hopefully you can see that it, it isn't a technical issue to get people on your list, it's just the functionality that your email database software already handles um, where the work is involved is getting together a lead magnet or a digitally downloadable product that's of valuable information to a prote- prote- pr- prospective customer so the takeaway is is that lead capture pages opt-in forms squeeze pages landing pages are all just static. Websites or static functionality for people to enter their email and in return receive your valuable free information, and then their email automatically goes on to your email database.
1: So it kind of um, seems fairly obvious that if you're building up a list of people, then it must be a really good idea that the bigger the number of people you've got on the list, the more likely you are to make sales. So, if you've got a lot of people on your list, then you're going to make more sales. If you've got less people on your list, then you're going to make less sales. Now it's not actually um, as simple as that. So, you could have you could have a list of a million people who not, might not make any sales, and you could other people could have a list of a thousand people, and they're making a lot of sales. Um, for the same kind of product so what the, the next question is how important are the number of people on your list so bigger is better there's no doubt about it that the more people you've got on your list the better but that comes with a with a caveat if you have got let's let's think of let's take weight loss for example because it's a nice big industry um if you just have get people on your list that are just interested in weight loss um there's so many different things so many different aspects of weight loss um that there can be all different types of diets for example um there's as fiona said before there could be someone that's gluten intolerant that might want to lose weight, um, or, it weight
0: or it might weight. be post baby weight or it might be a middle-aged middle-aged man spread stop drinking beer to, <laughs> and he needs to lose weight
1: um so so the the range of people going on your list is, is huge and you can't possibly market effectively to all those people unless you actually speak to them in really general terms, in which case you're not going to make any sales. So you need to have a very defined target group of people that you actually want to get on your list in the first place and you need to be very specific with when you're targeting those people. So if you are targeting pregnant or post-pregnancy mothers who wanted to lose weight you're not just going to target a weight loss audience you need to actually refine that audience down you need to find out where those people hang out on the internet um, or it might not even be on the internet it could be offline you need to actually go and find those people and have, have a really defined idea in your head of who that customer is so really, really important to make sure that your audience is very, very targeted. Otherwise, you're just building a big list of people um, that are super untargeted and you're not going to make any sales.
0: And just just as a, um, a side point on that example, maybe particularly about targeting pregnant mums. On average, you want to get yourself into a niche or get yourself into a product where people have a recurring problem. Um Now, I know that pregnant mums is going to be a recurring problem if the mum keeps having babies, but but there is a limit <laughs> there is a limit, and essentially each pregnancy is standalone you know, so she 's just got one problem from one from one baby of wanting to you know lose her post baby bulge, whereas an example of getting into an industry or a product or a niche where people have a recurring problem is more likely to um, make you repeat customers. So just just a, a side note and food for thought there. But just getting back to, to the numbers question, how important are uh, the number of people on your list? Yes, bigger is bigger. And I hate to say it, it is a numbers game, but those people on your list are real people with a real problem and you must always bear that in mind. So even if you've just got one person on your list or you've got um, 100, 100,000, all of those people have a similar problem, they're united by a similar problem, but most important point to note is that they are real people and you do actually need to help them. That's what you're committed to do when you start list building. So there is no right or wrong answer, I hope you understand, how important the number of people on your list are. The quality of the people is more important and of course the more people you do have the more sales you're likely to make but it's you know there is no right or wrong it's- yeah
1: i mean i mean when we started out online we done what most people do and we we got lots of cheap traffic usually che- cheap By traffic, we mean um, when we were advertising, we were paying for cheap advertising. You can get a lot of people on your list really, really quickly, but if those people aren't responding to your marketing, then there's no point in having those people there in the first place. So, I mean, eventually we ended up deleting probably around about 90% of our list.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, So we looked at the people that weren't responding to any of our emails or anything like that over the last year. And we ended up just deleting those people because they were just completely untargeted people. So if you start off when you're advertising, if you start off spending money on quality leads, then you're going to be in a much better position, um, you know, to build a much more sustainable business than if you've just got cheap traffic that's not going to do anything and is just going to waste your time and increase the size of your list for the sake of increasing it.
0: So the more quality people on your list, the merrier is the message we want you to take away today now the fifth and final question your most fifth most burning question about attracting customers is what do you do with people once they're on your list so let's consider this let's consider that you've spent all the time and effort to build a compelling lead magnet or free information giveaway and you've attracted a quality person, they've downloaded your free giveaway and they've digested it, you know, they've listened to it, uh, watched it or read it. What happens next, you know, because you've put in a lot of time and effort to get them to that point. And as I mentioned earlier, it on average takes seven touch points for someone to trust you enough to buy from you. So how do you achieve that? What do you do? What happens next?
1: So we've kind of alluded to this as we've been talking, and the whole idea of getting people on your list in the first place is to build a relationship with them, and that relationship is going to build enough trust to actually make a sale. So how do you actually build a relationship with them? So you gave them a um, a lead magnet when they opted into your list. So some of the things that you could do is you could see well, first of all, you're going to start sending emails to people because that's how you'll keep in touch with them. So let's just go through the types of emails that you can actually send to people. So the first ones are what what are called follow-up emails. And these are emails that you preload into your
0: email, email database. Email
1: database. And when someone joins your list, list they get sent those emails automatically. So you might send them one email a day for, say, let's say seven days, which is talking about the lead magnet, talking about their experience with it, um, what they found out, what questions I've got, what worked, what didn't work, and also what you, you know you can ask them what they'd like to see next, what would make that product even better, or that and free free um, giveaway even better.
0: And the fact that these follow up emails they're called follow ups they just get sent out automatically um, as I said means that there's very little extra work for you but because they're automatically and people are joining your list all at different times um, of the day, days of the week, all around the planet you need the software to manage that automatic sending for you that's why you can't just use Outlook or Gmail or something like that because you'd be up up every you know 24 7 pinging off emails to people and there's no way that you could keep up with you know the um, phase of of follow-ups if you've got three emails to send to people there's no way you can keep up to it so that's why you need that to happen by your email database your autoresponder to do it automatically
1: yeah, so, you, you, so the two types of emails, and, and, and these are all automatic. So you've got the follow-ups. They get sent out automatically over a predetermined period of time. And then you've got what are called broadcasts. And a broadcast is, a, is an email that you, you write and then you send it out immediately or you might schedule it for a couple of days or something like that. But you can send that to the whole of your list or you can send that to part of your list. But that's more the relationship building part. So we said earlier that the follow-ups might be talking about the free giveaway and you know how you're getting on with it, what your questions are, and everything. A broadcast could be more a promotional kind of thing, but it could also be just talking about some of the things that you've developed. It could be giving people useful information that could further help them let's say in the in the um, fitness industry, it could be saying here's some other exercises that might help you, and it can also be selling your products as well so let's say let's say you're a bakery or something, and you want to want to do a promotion where you're giving people, um, the first 20 people to come into the shop tomorrow morning, you're giving them a 20% discount on cupcakes. So you would send a broadcast out to your list saying that the first 20 people that come into our our store at 8 o'clock in the morning are going to get a 20% discount on let's say, anything in the shop that they want to buy. So you can see something like that. You wouldn't want to do it every day, but you could do a one-off message to your whole list, That's um, which is called a broadcast, and that's the kind of thing that you could broadcast to your list.
0: So you really just need to get into the heads of the people on your list and understand what type of information they need to receive that will convince them, or you know, break down their scepticism for to look at it on the opposite side, that will convince them that that you're honest and authentic you're really there to help them you're trustworthy and that you have the solution that they're looking for so that's what um, a series of email broadcasts is all about now some people some people don't take much convincing about your offers And some people do and it all depends you know where they are in life um, what what's happened to them before what bad practices have happened what experiences they've had all sorts of things you know a whole bunch of things and you can't you can't um you can't presume that people will buy automatically because as i said they are real people they have their own beliefs their own experiences and so therefore they need to make their own value judgment Um, about you and about your offers Um, and that's why emails are so so important you know to break down those barriers between you and your prospective customers. Now your emails um, just need to be chatty really. One of the one of the trickiest things I had um, from leaving the corporate world was you know not having such formal speak in my emails because I was used to writing them for a the the corporate world you know where everything was well I would be grateful if you could and um, kindest regards type thing Um, so moving away from that was tricky but you really just need to write as if you write into one person who's probably a friend of a friend you know someone that you know a little bit um, and just write as you speak you know that's what we do is write as we speak we sometimes put speech into our broadcasts we sometimes put quotes into our broadcasts but it's as if we're just having a chat with a person albeit it's in you know in text in black and white and in email
1: and a final thing to say on um on broadcasts and follow-ups is that don't be afraid to promote things either the thing is that online people need to be told what to do if you've got a product, um, it's it's really your responsibility to make people aware of it because you're going to solve a problem for people. So, don't be shy of of selling on in an email. And by selling in an email, we don't we don't mean writing as a sales letter in your email. Maybe if you've got a sales letter, then you're going to just you're kind of like um, compelling people to go and have a look at the sales letter instead of trying to sell. You know, write a big long email. Um, getting people to go and look at that, but de- definitely don't be afraid to promote. People have co- come onto your list for a reason, so they they're going to be interested in your products. Um, and so, as I said, it's your responsibility to actually get them to look at your products and see if they are a good fit for them or not.
0: So does it make sense to you that um the reason or the necessity for doing broadcast emails and follow-up emails so that you can build a relationship with those prospective customers on your list. We hope so because it is absolutely necessary. Because at the end of the day, people buy from people and they want to know a bit more about you, but they also rely on you to overcome their objections.